the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening throughout Central Florida. We have a special program for you tonight with a special guest, and we'll get right into it. Of course, many of you know that recently, John Perry, the longtime editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner newspapers, the community newspapers that serve Apopka, and so much more uh, as well that John did in addition to being the editor of those papers. He was there for over 40 years. Now, now it's his retirement, and today's program will be devoted to John Perry, and we're pleased that he's joining us here. We're coming to you from Porky's, and we also have a lot of great listeners of our program as well and people from our community, and we'll tell you about them a little bit later. Before we go to John Perry, I want to let you know that about the sponsors that make our program possible, and they are Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and Burn Fat Orlando. And, of course, as I said before, we are coming to you kind of away from our home, away from home, on Blue Daughter Sports Central, Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Well, John, you know, first of all, I'll tell you what I've said off the air and share it with our listeners as well. You know, it's, first of all, congratulations on a, on a happy for you, happy that you'll now have an opportunity to have more free time to spend with your wife, Grace, and your 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 children and your and your grandchildren, um, and maybe taking some more college football games or other things that you like to do. But I'm also saddened for myself and also for our community of Apopka because the job that you did was so exceptional uh, and also uh, I think so uniquely ex- uh, um, exceptional based on the the heart and the passion that you had for the community. Well, thank you, Roger. Those are kind words, and I appreciate that. And a lot of people have been very kind uh, this week and. and I, I do appreciate all that, and uh, you know, uh, as I've thought, uh, you know, there's probably a few people that that have, are happy to see it. I don't know, but uh, you know, anyway, bottom line is, I, you know, I'm just, it's, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I've I had a career that, for the most part, I've enjoyed. Um, there's parts of it I haven't been crazy about, but. Uh, you know, you take those and, and, and deal with them and move on and, and then just enjoy the, the other times that uh, you do have a passion for. And so, but th- there comes a time, and it's, it's, it's just time for me. And, and uh, uh, you know, COVID had a lot to do with that. Not, I mean, my wife got COVID fairly seriously and, and not hospital-wise, but up to that point, and then I got it and I was had a bad head cold. But I'm just, it gave me more of a... A family perspective, a future perspective that, you know, when you get to your mid-60s like I am, you, you don't, uh, you know, 10 years down the road, you you know, if you hear, like, you go to a city council meeting and you hear uh, about a project that, that may be 10 years in the making or something uh, that the developer wants to do or whatever, and, you know, you know it's going to be a while. You, if you're 45, you, you think you're going to be around. You may not be, but you think you're going to be around it. When you're in mid sixties, you look at it a little differently, and that's just kind of the way I am right now. I just want to do some traveling and, and spend some time with family and just relax uh, too. And uh, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate. And John and Eileen Rickardson, who own the paper, have allowed me to uh, through the years to, to cover things as I see fit. And um, we talk about stuff all the time, but uh, that you know. There's, there's never been, uh, you know, a mandate on do this or do that or don't do this or don't do that or cover this that way or anything. So just try to do it straight down the middle and and, uh, and, and let the chips fall where they may. Um, and so, you know, and and I, you know, I got, I got, a, I got to also thank Pat McGuffin, who's a very good friend of mine, and he, his parents let him hire me way back in when I was going to, uh, I guess it was. Uh, 
FTU before it was UCF, and I was so I was working part time at the paper starting in April of '78. So, you know, 44 years is a pretty good pretty good length of time, and I haven't spent every moment there, but uh, 41 out of the 44 years uh, there. Uh, and so, anyway, bottom line is I just. I appreciate that, uh, everything that everybody has said, but also appreciate the fact that I've had a career where where it was something that I didn't mind getting up and going to work every day. You know, and, and if it's started at, at 7.30 or 7.45 in the morning, ended at 11 or 11.30 at night, I didn't want that every day, but, but I could handle it, you know. Uh, and so uh, it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't get to do that and, and uh, been very blessed along that line. Yeah, and I think because of your passion for what you were doing, your passion for the community, you, you put you did a lot of work and you put in a lot of hours that uh, you know weren't, weren't really on the job description, you know, that, that really weren't even weren't even required. But I think that's part of the the impact the impact that you made. I'd like to kind of start. There's so much to talk about, but you know, one of the areas that you really excelled was your coverage, not only of a, a Popka High School Athletics, and that was hands-on. You did that yourself, even though you were the, the overall editor of the papers. Um, and, and can you talk about, and, and as I've said before, not only outstanding coverage of Popka High School and in our Popka area schools, but, you know, I, I would say the Popka Chief has the best sports page, one of the best, if not the best sports pages of any paper of any size, including daily newspapers um, throughout Central Florida or even the whole state of Florida, and, and that's because of the, the passion that you put into it. Um, can you talk about, um, you know, some of your uh, a highlight or two that you had covering, say, a, a Popka football specifically? Well, I don't think you can talk about a Popka football without talking about three state championships. Um, and, and I think back to when you and I were growing up, in the 60s, Lord have mercy, uh, two and eight wasn't an unusual record for a Popka. And for people nowadays, that's it's maybe hard to believe. But, uh, you know, my senior year, which was in the fall of 73, football team was one, eight, and one. Won one game, lost eight, and tied one. And that uh, was the last tie in, in a Popka high school football history uh, because they, in about 77, I think it was, maybe 76, they came out with a a tiebreaker thing, and it was different than it is now, but it was still a tiebreaker thing. And you know, we—I remember—we tied Lakeview. Lakeview High School then was, you know, the precursor to West Orange. You know, there was a Lakeview High and an Okoe High. Of course, there's now another Okoe High School, another iteration. So, anyway, we we tied Okoe six-six, and that was almost—I was pretty much an upset because Lakeview—they were, actually, were pretty good that year. And if I remember right, that was the last game of the season, and uh, we had beaten. <laughs> We, 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 I think we scored like 30-something points that season. That season. And I think back on, on some of the teams the Popkins had that were scoring, uh, you know, pushing 50 points, 40-something points per game uh, and versus 30-something points per for the season. Anyway, uh, we went to one. The only game we won that year was uh, at Ocala Vanguard, and it was 16 nothing. So that tells you <laughs> how bad their season was. So, uh, of course, I... I can't say too much. I was in the band, you know. I always say, we, well, at least we won halftime. So, uh, and, and the band was extraordinary back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, we, you under know, the direction of Mr. Bill Bradshaw. Yeah, and, and I think back, and you know, pop is a lot more, a lot different these days demographically than it was then. It, and then it was just, just as a popka folks, you know, uh, you know, three thousand people in the whole town, and, and so you know, it, it was it, to put that together a, a solid. Uh, f- uh, band like he did was was amazing, especially with people like me and, and a couple of others that w- we had no business being that decent of a band. Uh, but uh, you know, and, and you know, I think back and, and of course when we were growing up, Roger, it was the, the basketball team that was the you know, and especially under Coach Sterling and, and uh, what a, what a great program he had. And there was times where baseball was pretty good, uh, but uh, you know, the football part. Uh, you know, yeah, the the O one state championship. That one, I, you know, that was kind of weird because I'm covering the game, and I, during the game, I'm fine. Um, I'm just, you know, but after the game, after it's like seeing all this, the Apopka part of me, you know, came out, and I, I still get a little emotional about it. Um, and and so, you know, the other two, the 2012 and the 2014 teams, uh, that was when uh, my daughter was was in in high school. Or excuse me, 20. Yes, twenty the twenty 
2012 fall and 2014 fall, my daughter graduated in the spring of 2014. So that and that was 2013 season was the year that they finished as runner up to um, to South Dade, Homestead South Dade. Uh, that had that was just a great defense that that time. But but 2012 on the way they won that game and and really I had I, I was. You know, a lot of times, even doing my job, I might get a little nervous, you know. I really wasn't that game because just the way everything that team had done to, to get to that point, I just really felt confident in that team. Um, in 2014, it was it was somewhat the same way, although that team had, had stumbled to the finish line the regular season, lost three games in October. And then, you know, in that first playoff game at Oviedo, the first half was, eh, and then... At the start of the fourth quarter, Popka went on, uh, had a, a great run, and, and, and scored a couple touchdowns in that fourth quarter. And then after that, it was just, you know, get out of my way. Here we are. And so those three games obviously stand at the top. Uh, individual game in terms of the way it ended, that, that 83 game against West Orange over there, Rodney Brewer is a senior, and, and the, the quarterback, Sammy Smith, is a, a junior and the running back. and. And, uh, you know, they, that was just, the, you know, they scored twice in the, uh, in the, in the fourth uh, quarter to, and, and had two two-point conversions to tie or to go ahead by one and, and then, uh, you know, and had to get that miracle fumble, uh, you know, to, to get the, the, sec- the final touchdown. And, uh, you know, from an individual game, that one was probably it because that, that was the first that secured, that was the last game of the season. That secured the first uh, uh, undefeated season for Apopka in, in, in history. And so bottom line is it was just there's been a lot, a lot of moments. I, I think back to some of them and some of them that were the disappointments. Um, those tend to, you know, stand out, too, and, and um, because they, you think something should have happened another way. And I mean, I, and I even hate to bring it up because it's only been three years with that 2019 state championship game, you know. There were probably, I counted, nine or ten plays in the final few minutes of that game when Apopka had a 13-point a, a lead or 14-point lead. And if any one of those nine or ten plays go Apopka's way, Apopka's, that's Apopka's fourth state championship. And, and, of course, last year, Venice was just a better team, uh, you know. Um, yeah, there was that bad call on the, on the interception there at, late in the first half, but you know, it was 35-7. That might have made it only 28-7. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, so, but just just a lot, a lot of great and, memories. And man. I will say, just to jump in on that, um, just for the record, if, if they hadn't given, if they hadn't gotten that, that touchdown on the bad call, which everybody acknowledges was a bad call, and it would have been 28-7, to that would have been the closest game that Venice had all year long. Yes, uh, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and the least points that they had, had uh, scored. And, of course. So that give you an idea of, of how, how good they were. Yeah, and, and they, they, that was a classic example of, of, the, of the new transfer rules in, in Florida being, uh, I say new, they've been four, five, six years, whatever, uh, been you know, affecting to me, affecting the state championship because all you know, the quarterback and at least a couple of the receivers and some of the other cats that they had, they all gathered there for last year. <laughs> they were there last year, and that was it. And so, um, you know, whatever. But uh, um, I'd like to ask you: Do you have any idea how we're doing on, on time here? We uh, okay? We. Um You've obviously covered some some you know, very dynamic personalities, uh, both. And I want to emphasize, I want to get to city government a little bit later because that was a big part of your your role too. Was covering a, a pocket city government, um, you know, our county commission issues that affected uh, Northwest Orange County, and um, so I want to talk about that a little bit later. But but right now, while we're still in sports, is you know, two personalities really stand out. Two great coaches when you talk about. Apopka football in the years that you covered Apopka football, and one is Chip Gerke and the other is Coach Darlington. And I'd like to ask you about both of those. It's, you know, two separate questions, um, but I'd like to start with with Chip Gerke. 
Because really, uh, Gerke is the one that really elevated, from my perspective, Apopka to elite status uh, as, as, as a football program. Um, you know, we'd had our good teams before and things like that. But really, until um, you know, Gerke came, we never even played in a playoff game. We never won a district championship. And you know, by the time he left, we'd, he left with 31 consecutive regular season victories. Right. Um, and we were given to be in the playoffs every year. But anyway, can, can you talk about what, what, was, what it was like with working with Chip Gerke and covering him and covering the team with, with him as head coach? Yeah, it, it was, of course, different than it is now. But, uh, you know, one thing that, that all the coaches have been very kind to, to allow me some time every week to talk to them about the previous game and the upcoming game and that type of thing. And, and, but, but Chip was so, so intense. I mean, uh, you know, Chip's eyes. I mean, they're just you know, the legendary, and 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 um, you could you could tell when when his sons got bigger, you could tell who Chip Gerke's sons were because I mean they were spitting image of him, and and I mean that complimentary. It just was there was an intensity in, in Chip that, uh, and and the thing is, he was he might have been a better baseball coach than he was football coach, but he was an outstanding football coach. I know he's certainly a better baseball player as a kid as a young man. Uh, you know, he played at Florida Southern, won a, nat- a Division II national title as a baseball player there. So, um, but he knew how to motivate kids, how to get get them going. He he put his heart and talk about putting heart and soul into stuff. I know he he would tell me and and others would tell me about he, you know Aaron Jones who ended up uh, was a defensive lineman uh, played at Eastern Kentucky. I'm pretty sure versus Western. I'm pretty sure it was Eastern, and he he would. And he ended up playing nine, ten years in the NFL, first-round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, if Chip Gerke hadn't gone to Aaron's house, Aaron did not have a good situation growing up. If he hadn't gone to Aaron's house on most mornings and pick him up and take him to school, Aaron Jones would have never played high school football, much less college in, in nine or ten years in the NFL. So that kind of thing, is, to me, shows the passion that, that, that Chip had. And, uh, you know, he just, he would, he, one thing, a couple things that Chip always emphasized were, were defense and special teams. And, um, you know, the offense was good, especially when you got guys like uh, Rodney Brewer at quarterback and Sammy Smith at running back and, and uh, some other guys at, at uh, receivers. And, and then you got some really good offensive linemen. And that was back in the day when everybody was running the I formation. And they did it better than anybody else because he had some studs up front. Uh, that's for sure. And then you throw a, a, a major talents like Rodney and, and Sammy back there, and, and he, you've got a, a pretty good uh, uh, effort at, at getting getting a, a great football team. And, and uh, just just some really. And then of course there's Jeremy Rudolph. And what I mean, gee, how do you? It's not a heartbreak. You know. Uh, and so so we we've got. Uh, uh, you know, when you think some of the, the players that came through, but Chip was able to mold them and, and get them together and, and you know, had, have enough uh, the football part of it, but also the off-the-field part of it and, and get it. And, and as you said, Roger, just raise the program leaps and bounds because, you know, as a, as a kid, I look forward to basketball season, you know. And when we're pointed about that too, I mean, like I, as I mentioned, over the years we've had you know our good teams and great players, but but two we we didn't have good teams and great players before Gerke got there because two years before he got there we had our only winless season. So he took up a program that was really in, in a shambles. And, you know, had won three games in two years. And and <clears throat> that that's that three and seven year, the year before Chip took over, there was a, a young man named Cedric Anderson who was on the junior varsity as a sophomore. Their season ended. They moved him up to uh, varsity. They won their last three games. They were 0-7. They lost 16 in a row and then won their last three games after Cedric moved up. Uh, and then after his senior year, Cedric assigned with Ohio State, by the way. And he still, he still holds some records. I, there's still, I, I think, you know, Ohio State's had some marvelous receivers through the years. But the last four, three, four, five years, just, you know, the best in college football have been there. And as uh, far as I know, Cedric still holds, like, I think it's the uh, yards per catch record for Ohio State football. And that's that was, you know, late 70s, early 80s kind of thing, which, you know, it's, it's a million years ago as far as uh, passing the ball versus running the ball, especially at a place like Ohio State with three yards in a cloud of dust. 
We're going to take our first break. We're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central. Our special guest is John Perry. We're coming to be a longtime editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner Newspapers, Apopka's Community Newspapers, who just recently retired. And we're coming to you from Porky's, and we'll be right back from Porky's. So please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers' 15 Central Florida locations are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I was feeling really tired, really slow, no energy, nothing started taking it. And that was like, wow, something happened. I've been telling everybody I know about it. We're happy with the product. Even my wife at first didn't say anything. Now she's saying, oh my gosh, I miss it. I go, how come? She goes, I'm tired. She goes, and plus my nails and hair were growing. Well, I got more energy. I, I can tell you that because I'm always active, uh, whether I'm playing golf or working on the yard or pruning my palm trees, I still gap them at 84. So I've got a lot of energy. That's what I like about the product. And like I say, I have no complaints. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code Balance. It's Pete again with Derek, president of Thompson Jewelers, the jewelry store here in Central Florida that beats the prices from those big box stores. But Derek is here to talk about something that's pretty exciting right now, buying gold. Tell us about that. Well, Pete, gold now is at a five-year high. And uh, back in 2008, the recession hit us, and people want to know who they could trust to get the most for their gold jewelry. Thompson Jewelers was the go-to place then, and it's the go-to place now to get the most for your gold jewelry. So you're talking about watches and bracelets, necklaces? Anything, Pete. If it's gold, bring it by. We'd be interested in buying. How about Grandma's pendant? Huh? Yeah, bring it by. We'll check that out, too. So check the jewelry boxes. You've got jewelry that you don't use, you haven't looked at for years. Might be a good time to turn that into cash. Well, thousands of people across Central Florida have trusted us to give them the most for their gold jewelry. We also are buying diamonds, too. Oh, fantastic. Of course, Thompson Jewelers with two wonderful locations right here in Central Florida. Colonial Towns Plaza, right next to Old Navy. Kissimmee St. Cloud on 192 in the Hobby Lobby Shopping Center. You got it, Pete. We'd love to see you. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. In 2021, 23 children died in hot cars due to heat stroke. Many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Please set reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat. Always look for your baby before you lock. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, theanswerorlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you tonight on a wonderful Friday evening throughout Central Florida as we get our weekend started we have a special program and a special guest tonight. John Perry is joining us. He, of course, he's the longtime editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner Newspapers. And by long time, I mean by over 40 years. They're the community newspapers that serve the Apopka and Northwest Orange County communities and have for over 100 years. We are coming to you from Porky's, and we've got a great group of listeners and supporters and friends of John Perry joining us as well and we'll tell you more about them along as we go along with our program and they include mayor brian nelson and his wife debbie before we go back to john i want to let you know that our program tonight is made possible by our friends at community health centers of central florida community health centers was founded in 1972 since that time they've provided the people of central florida with quality affordable health care and now they are doing that with 15 locations throughout central florida by florida door solutions and by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and Burn Fat Orlando. Now let's go back to John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner Newspapers and recently retired. Uh, and, of course, I want to give a shout-out to Wes Doomy. Wes is joining us as well here at Porky's. And, John, I'd like to follow that up and ask you about what it was like to cover Coach Chip Gerke. Is he really literally built the Apopka program, rebuilt the program, and turned it into a championship-caliber program? 
Speaking of Hopka football, former Blue Darter alumni Carol Hendricks is joining us and a lifelong uh, law enforcement officer. Carol, thank you for, for your service defending us. Um, you know, of course, you know, Coach Rick Garlington, another uh, personality that you worked with and um, yeah, another hi- highly successful, hugely successful uh, football coach at Apopka. And, of course, he was the head coach for those three state championships. Can you just talk a little bit about what it was like co- working with Coach Darlington? And, and I will say that I would say probably, you know, from my perspective, um, you probably have about as close a relationship with Coach Darlington as, as, as anybody, really, yeah, prof- I, professionally speaking. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, and that's that's probably true. He's, he's always been very nice to me and very kind and, you know, uh, early on, we had a couple run-ins, but uh, it was more just quick spats and uh, move on. And and so it never affected anything of my coverage or whatever. And so uh, and he didn't it didn't affect him from uh, availability standpoint. He always made uh, himself available when I, when I needed. And obviously, I'm not going to call him up at four o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon during football season asking questions because he's not going to answer his phone while he's on the practice field. And I would. And know that and expect that. Anyway, um, but but yeah, Rick Rick's obviously a strong personality guy, and but but he always treated me with with great professionalism and and and, and kindness and, and and whatnot. And and you know, of course, there's a lot uh, you know a lot. Of, I probably saved him a lot of grief because I would not not quote him fully on some some, <laughs> some things. <laughs> and you you know that as well, Roger. Uh, as I told you a couple times, you know, there's a difference between. Uh, Getting quotes from somebody for a newspaper article in, in the live radio, you know, this, uh, you know. Yeah, you I'm know. assuming he knew when he was talking to us uh, that it was it was going out. It's yeah, on there the wasn't going right. to be any editing. Right. There was on in the fact, I've known him. I'm, I'm, I know. I know he knew. Well, that of course I've, he did. He always has a has a has a reason for whatever he it's does. It's kind of like Nick Saban <laughs> and his dust up with Jimbo Fisher. Nick didn't have. Any questions to what he was saying? He knew exactly what he was saying. You know. but, but I will say about his interviews on the radio, at least, um, you know, I think if you were a parent of one of the players, you probably would not have wanted to be, to be listening to those interviews. <laughs> probably, probably. That's that's a great point. Uh, that goes back to the message he was he was he was sending. Yeah. Obviously, Rick is just an offensive genius. I, I've called him a savant, uh, and, and and you know he. He told me that he just, whenever he's somewhere, he just he'll sit and doodle on a piece of paper X's and O's, you know, just just because that's that's on his mind all the daggum time, um, you know. And, and so, you know, he's back in Delaney. You know, he went went uh, for three years up at Enterprise Alabama and and got himself a pretty good raise to go up there. And, and um, you know, all he had to do was be a football coach. But but you know, he he ended up coming back to. To uh, Central Florida into land and and uh, and so you know people a lot of people ask me well why did he come back or whatever and so I said well part of it was family um, but but he part of it was also he didn't think he could probably win a state championship at Enterprise Alabama and I'm, I hope Enterprise people aren't listening to this but but you know that's what drives that guy you know he can he thinks he can win a, a championship and state championship in the land and of course he came back before they finalized all that metro versus sur- and suburban stuff so he's now in the, the suburban district you know so he's not going to have to play a popka in in a playoff game or miami carroll city or um, some of these other teams that that he might have to to face now he might have to face venice but uh, i think they you know they they probably lost too much unless they get some more you know, guys to roll up and, and play their senior year there. So, bottom line is, is uh, yeah, Rick Rick is a, a good guy to work with, and and uh, you know, just you know, hard nosed personality, but got the job done. I mean, three state championships. Uh, that's that's proof right there. And, and one of the things that, from an out, more of an outside um, observer, that it, I think one of the things, ironic things about. Chip Gerke and you know, the success he had with the Popka football, Coach Darlington, the success he had, they're you know, pretty totally different guys and personalities and even, and I would say, t- approaches and, and philosophies. Of, um, can you share some insights into that contrast? Yeah, and, and there were. I mean, and part of it, I think, was not only personality but also just the times kind of thing. And, you know, Rick is the kind of guy you've got to hire him. And, and just step back. You got to let him do. You got to give him the, the parameters to work with, and as long as they're reasonable, he'll work with them. But but he's going to do things his way. Uh, Chip was wanting to do things his way too, and every good coach has to. But it was a different world then, uh, especially with with uh, assistant coaches, for instance. You could, you know, back then before a lot of the FCAT, and of course the FCAT's not around anymore. But state testing before a lot of that started. 
you know, you, you could have every assistant football coach have a PE class. Well, now they have math, they have science, they have academic things. And, and there's, you know, the head coach has, has, you know, maybe it's weightlifting, but some type of physical ed class. And so a couple of others who have been there a long time still have that. But, uh, you know, most most assistant football coaches these days are not teaching. You know, back in the day it would be driver's ed or, 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 or phys, phys ed, and, as we called it. And so, um you know, it's it's just a different world, and, and now you've got to, you know, one thing that, that Rick has done, wherever he's been, has, has gotten assembled a pretty good assistant coaching staff, despite all the changes and, you know, having guys, because younger guys now, they know, they, they, they're not probably not going to have a PE class to teach. They're going to have to teach biology or whatever the heck it may be, uh, and so, um, you know, that's that's what what Rick has been able to do is, is now, you know, he's... You know, I wasn't around Chip as much as I was Rick uh, in terms of, of, you know, practice time and that kind of thing. But but uh, Rick is, you know, if you're if you're a if you're an assistant coach for Rick, you're you're going to be required to do your job, you know, just as a player is. And and it's, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of intensity that goes on in practice. <laughs> We're speaking with John Perry on Blue Darter Sports Central. John, of course, recently re- announced his retirement after 40-plus years as the editor of the Apopka Chief and news, uh, planner of Apopka Newspapers that serve the Apopka Northwest Orange County area. We're talking with Don, John for the entire program today, and we're coming to you from Porky's. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back and have more with John Perry. And, of course, I want to give a shout-out. Samuel Saps is here joining us. He's among the, the rather large crowd we have here to, to acknowledge and honor John Perry today on our special program. Before we go to break, of course, I want to let you know that Florida Door Solutions supports the high school ball players and the dedicated coaches you hear on Blue Darter Sports Central, and they're very pleased to sponsor today's program, highlighting the career of John Perry. Also, we want to give a shout-out, of course, to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. And we'll let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been recently voted best chiropractor now for 16 years in a row. So when you're in pain, call Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic. Well, friends, we'll be right back from Porky's with tonight's special presentation of Blue Daughter Sports Central highlighting the career of John Perry, recently retired editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner Newspapers. We'll be right back. It's Blue Daughter Sports Central. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted now with Salem Surround. Look, there's a lot of competition for your brand and the services you provide, but we want you to stand out. How? By making sure people find you faster and easier on the web. By helping you grow your positive online reviews. By bringing you the leads your business needs to thrive. Our team of media strategists are just like you. We live here, work here, and know the communities you're trying to reach. That's because we're local and here to serve you with boots on the ground and the know-how of a nationwide digital agency. At Salem Surround, we do it all, from digital audio to streaming television, SEO to paid search, social media, and websites. We're media strategists, and we're proud of what we do. There's only one thing we're missing, you. Let's grow together. Connecting you with new customers. Learn more at surroundorlando.com. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. 
I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. Don't let too much of the year fly by without making sure you have a financial plan to get you through retirement. Chat with us live right now at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Investment advisory services offered through Fellowship Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobilelando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We're glad you're joining us tonight. We have a special program. We're coming to you from Porky's Original Barbecue. Our special guest is John Perry, longtime editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner Newspapers, who recently announced his retirement after a 40-plus year career serving the Apopka community uh, with outstanding journalism and outstanding passionate coverage of our communities. Pleased to be joining, coming to you from Porky's. Joe Ferraro's here. Terrell Hendricks, former football, Blue Daughter football player. Mayor Brian Nelson, his wife Debbie are joining us. Wes Doomy is joining us as well, amongst a number of uh, great listeners and friends. Um, and John, I'd like to shift, I get rather dramatically. Well, let's say one more thing. Another outstanding coach that we, we're blessed to have here in recent years is Coach Jeff Rolson. And, of course, he, speaking of unique, distinct personalities, he is the third one who has you know, a different, much different approach and personality than the other, uh, Chip Gerke and Coach uh, uh, Darlington. Can you just talk about, uh, and it's been a lot more brief, but what it's been like to, to cover Popka football and, and work with Coach Jeff Rolson? It's been great. Uh, Jeff is, is, like you say, he's a different guy. And we're, I mean, we're all that way. Uh, sometimes we maybe you think somebody, two guys are peas in a pod, but, but uh, Jeff is definitely a different guy. He's, he's intense and wants to win, but he's, he is still a little more laid back. Uh, and, and so he's, but he, as the others, he makes himself very available to me. He answers texts, he answers emails, uh, you know, and, and, or, or, or a phone call, that type of thing. And, Makes himself available when I need uh, uh, something, uh, a question answered or whatever. And so he's uh, Jeff's, and I want to want to say this the correct way, because uh, I don't want Jeff's a sneaky, wonderful, great head football coach. He's not the same personality as, as Rick or Chip, but especially Rick. I mean, and and that's most of us aren't, but Jeff's. You know, he's a lot, a lot quieter, a lot more laid back. And, and I, every once in a while, he'll he'll get on a little soapbox. And but but most of the time, it's just a situation of he's focused on that football, and and uh, he's, he's he's just a different thing. But he's I think because of his personality, and and he's not out there as much um, from a personality standpoint. People think, well, he's probably not as good. The dude's been. You know, they've now they've lost twice, but they've made it to two state championship games and lost in the in the state semifinals of the other one. And three you, final fours in a row. That's right. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and and just that that speaks for itself right there. Uh, and he like like Rick and and Chip, he has surrounded himself with some outstanding assistant coaches, and uh, you know so that's and and I have learned so much from all these coaches that you've got to have. From a head football coach standpoint, not just football, but a head coach standpoint, you've got to have the people above you and the people below you in the hierarchy, in the professional hierarchy, you've got to all be on the same page. If you've got administration in a high school that that won't, you know, to a point, will not let you schedule kids where you need them scheduled. In other words, all the varsity football players in the last period of the day in a weightlifting class. Because that way you don't take up weightlifting time or practice time to do weightlifting. Now, that doesn't mean you don't do some. Maybe you continue over. But when the when the uh, uh, bell rings to end the school day, they're still in there lifting, you know, during football season. And maybe even outside of football season because that's, you know, we, you know, they say that's when games or championships are won or in the summer. And so, you know, that type of thing. And, and, and so Jeff is very... Very good about that, and he he deals well with with you know the Lyle Hines is is an outstanding principal for for Apopka, and you know academics are the first. Don't get me wrong, but you still in order to be successful, you've got to have certain some things as a football coach that you need to to be uh, a certain way. And athletic director Eddie Sanders same way, and then your assistant coaches have to be on the same page as the head coach. And uh, you know, sometimes coaches, assistant coaches, leave for a better opportunity or whatever, uh, and then other times they leave because they need to 
move on to somewhere else. And, and, and part of that is because of maybe philosophical differences or whatever. And, and, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Uh, it's just a, a different uh, way of looking at things. Speaking with John Perry, recently retired after a 40-year career with the Apopka Chief and Planner newspapers, primarily as editor the entire time. And, of course, his duties also included covering Apopka high school sports and high school sports in Central Florida. Now I'd like to shift gears rather dramatically and because, you know, another maybe maybe arguably less high-profile part of your job, though, was covering the city of Apopka. And, um, you know, and you tirelessly covered those city council meetings uh, two nights a, a month uh, for, for many, many years. And I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I do, I do know the city council meetings oftentimes were longer than the football games. And something tells me they probably weren't quite as much fun as the football games. But, but as part of that role was covering Mayor John Land, one of the really iconic figures literally in, in, in American politics and government. Of course, he served as a popular mayor for over 50 years. Um, can, just tell us a bit about what it's like to, to work with, with Mayor Land. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, and it was over 60 years, Ryder. He was, you know, he was, I, I remember very distinctly when he was mayor, and, and there was a time where the Apopka Chamber of Commerce had a monthly luncheon, and I was, uh, it was one of those, and it was held at Airless State that, that particular month. Uh, this is quite a few years ago. And uh, so there were three or four, two or three, I'll say young, in their in their 20s or 30s, you know, I'm sitting there with my, my at least some gray hair at that point in my life, and we were just talking, and they were, you know, somebody asked about how long John Land had been mayor, and I said, well, you all see this gray hair on my head? He's been mayor since six years before I was born. <laughs> Nine, January 1, 1950 is, is the day he first, and then, of course, he... He lost the one one race in the late sixties, a three year term back when there was three year terms, and uh, but he served from fifty to twenty fourteen as mayor, and uh, sixty one of those sixty four years, and uh, yeah, just iconic. I mean, you know, when Jeb Bush was governor, when when John Land reached fifty years, I'm pretty sure it was that you know Jeb Bush came down and and there was a nice dinner held over in Orlando at a hotel, and and uh, you know. You know, Jeb Bush was there and a bunch of other people, of course, uh, locally. When I say locally, I mean Central Florida local. And, of course, a ton of people from Apopka and, and whatnot. And uh, just a, a really nice thing. But the governor doesn't just show up, uh, you know, especially in a state like the biggest Florida and, and you know, give up a, a Friday evening for a dinner for a, for a mayor of a not a big town, you know, growing town, probably 25,000, 30,000 at that point. Um, but that, that just... You know, in the in the Florida League of Cities has an award that's the John Land Award. I don't I don't even know what it's about, but I know they named something after him. Uh, he just always treated me with with great respect. Um, you know, he of course he knew my parents. Um, you know, and I mean, Pop was just that that size in those days, and and uh, and, and so he just you know it's kind of funny. There were three people I never could. When I even while covering them, I could never call by their first name. One was John Land, one was your dad, and one was Mrs. Hubbard. <laughs> I still will not say. I mean, and, and I know she when she passed away, it was she was remarried as Alexander. Uh, I, quick story: I'm going into Publix there on Rock Swings Road one day, and she's coming out, and I said, "Hi, Mrs. Hubbard," and she says. Mrs. Alexander, you know, in, in that tone, those who, had, those who had her know exactly how it sounded. And, 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 and our listeners can't see the look that went along with it. And I, I said, oh, yes, ma'am. You know, I'm 40 whatever years old, probably. And I'm I'm back in high school, you know. Uh, yeah. And that, my senior year, I had her for English. And I was, I looked in the, I was, you know, going to be somebody, right? Be rebellious, John. I'm looking in the, in the student dress code. I didn't see anything about having to wear socks anymore, you know, because that was part of the dress code. And it got changed or whatever. And so, you know, I'm sure it was a county thing rather than your dad. <laughs> and so, anyway, there so the, the no socks. First day of school, I didn't wear socks. No teacher said anything to me except for Mrs. Hubbard and 
Guess what? After that, I wore socks. The next day, you had socks on. I wore the rest of the Dagum school year. I wore socks and and uh, great insights into what it's like to be the editor of a of a small town community newspaper, um, or at least what was at one time a small town community newspaper. And John spanned the the the, the length from it. it was a tiny town to to a big town now, and we're celebrating his retirement. We'll be right back on Blue Dart Sports Central for Porky's. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers' 15 Central Florida locations are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's C. CHCFL.org. Is your summer staffing situation significantly scarce? Then you need Indeed. Their powerful all-in-one hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Want to find your next great hire? Visit Indeed.com slash credit. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes, too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. It's great to have you joining us tonight for our special program as we recognize the longtime outstanding career of retiring a Popka chief and editor, uh, planner editor John Peary. Coming to you from Porky's. We've got a great group of listeners and friends of John and ours joining us as well. It includes Wes Doomy is here as joining us as well. Um, I want to, um, John, and let me, before, before we go to John, I just want to once again remind you about the sponsors of tonight's program, and they are Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and Burn Fat Orlando, and of course, Community Health Centers of Central Florida. You know, I'd like to. Um, at this, you know, closing moments, have you talked about anything that you would like to? But one more thing I just thought of during the break that was really an extraordinary event for the community, and you once again did uh, tremendous coverage on it, was the Apopka Little League team that won the, the United States of America championship in 2001, actually defeated New York City, the team from New York City, literally, uh, t- to make it to the Little League World Series. And I think, um, I know, uh, I, you don't want to speak for you, but I suspect that as a member of the original Apopka Little League in 1968, and I know about that because we were, we were teammates on the Cardinals that year, um, I'm sure that had to be a special uh, a moment for you uh, as well, a special summer for you covering, covering those guys. It, it was. It was, Roger. I, I think back on that from time to time, and 
And, of course, you know, Little League, once, especially once the Little League World Series starts and, you know, it's all over uh, TV, ABC, ESPN, wherever. And um, it just it was it was a unique situation. I mean, you know, I went I covered because of our, you know, the way we have to, to get the paper out every week. I would go I went up um, for the weekend games, uh, two weekends in a row. And, and uh, the, the well, I, I went over that that Sunday prior to the 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 Little League World Series went over to St. Pete where the Southeast Regional Tournament was. And, uh, you know, they won that game. I shot some pictures and, of course, was doing a story. And I told Bobby Brewer, who was coaching him, I said, um, I said, well, I'll I'll just call you when you're up there in in Williamsport, you know, because I'm not going to be able to go and whatnot. And, well, then over the weekend, that was on, maybe that was on a Saturday, a Sunday or Saturday. I can't remember. But later that weekend, whether it was later that Sunday or whatever, I started like, all right, how much are flights to you know, what do I need to fly into Williamsport? Well, it was back when the second iteration of Transworld Airless, EWA, was flying out of Stanford. And I was able to get a, a, a pretty decent flight. So uh, John Ricketts and I talked about it Monday morning, and it was an easy decision. And, and real frankly, that was that was one of the best things I've ever had to cover, Roger, and, and I had to cover, that I was able to cover. And, and uh, you know, I think back. And, and even from a business standpoint, I, I, I never dealt with the business side of it. But I know that, that, that we had people calling and, and, and just most advertisements, well, these days it's a different world. But then, you know, you go out and you sell advertisements, newspaper advertisements and, and that type of thing for salespeople. We had, and they did that, but then they were making their own calls. But we had people calling the paper saying, whatever y'all are doing with the Little League, we want to be a part of it. And so they, you know, they'd, they'd say we want to spend a hundred bucks on an ad or whatever, and that type of thing. And I mean, and and so yeah, I spend a lot of. I always tell people I spend a lot of Jr.'s money going up and coming back and staying. But guess what? There was a lot of money coming in. It was a, it was a great situation. And and I, I tell you what, that's also the time I learned of the power of television. Um, the after you know after the the game against Japan in the final. Thing, you know that Japan was able to come back and beat them in that final inning. Uh, that didn't damper a thing back here because that Monday, you know, I flew back. I guess Monday morning. I don't remember for sure. But anyway, they had a later flight, and so you know they got welcomed at the Dagum Airport with the the fire truck, you know, spraying the the water as as they do for for you know important people. I'll say, and and you know they got a, a escort. The bus got an escort back to Apopka, and. Roger, I, 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 there were hundreds and I'll say thousands of people in that Dagon Park, Kitland Nelson Park. Well, I was here. I, yeah, it's an, and, an amazing, and amazing I, I experience. Was, that just blew me away. I and mean, most of them not from Apopka. No, and that's what I'm saying. The, and, and those, who, there were people in Apopka who wouldn't watch a baseball game if it was across the street, but they watched those Dagon Little League games because they knew those kids. And and that was one thing that John Land talked about. He said, "Here in Apopka, I know these kids and their parents and their grandparents." You know. Rudy Giuliani, you know, when they beat the Bronx, when Popka beat the Bronx Bombers in the U.S. Championship game, you know, you know, Rudy, you know, he didn't know those kids, and I wouldn't expect him to. You know, it, it was really a. That's a great point. I'd just like to add a, a, a second to it. Is two things we had Bobby Brewer. I was talking to him recently about that team. Of course, he's the, uh, the head coach of a pop baseball now. Was two things that stand out about that team. One, just how incredibly well they played the game. How incredibly fundamentally sound they were, and just just how adept they were at playing baseball mm-hmm. at a very high level. But the other thing was they were literally a bunch of little kids. You know, one of the first things I learned about the Little League World Series when I was a kid was when teams make it deep into the playoffs for the Little League World Series and, and make it to the Little League World Series. It's usually a bunch of guys that are six feet tall, <laughs> weigh 190 pounds, and look like they're they're 21 years old. L- literally, that. It, but but with us, with the Popkins team, it was literally a, ki- a bunch of kids that looked like nine, ten, and eleven, and twelve year old kids. They were really a lovable, lovable cast of characters, and it was really amazing the way that literally, but but that time it was all over. The entire country had had really embraced them. Yeah, it, it was it was such a unique situation, and you know, uh, of course, there was this. The negative story about Don, uh, Danny Almonte and how you know he pitched that perfect game against the Popka in the Popka's first game. It was a double elimination, and, right? And and uh, not, uh, yeah. And and so anyway, bottom line is because I, I was there to cover that game and they played it in what they called Volunteer Stadium, which was 
the the the, the original stadium was still there and whatnot, but they built a second one, and right next to it, and and I was covering that, and they had a. Uh, a media area behind home plate that I could shoot some pictures and observe the game, watch the game, cover the game. And uh, it was like, gosh, I've watched this Little League team, popular Little League team, just killing other pitchers. And now this kid's done. And, and Bobby Brewer made, you know, just off the record, he, he mentioned something about all that kind of stuff. And, and of course, it was proved that Danny Almonte was, four, what, 14 years old, I guess, at that point, instead of being a max of 12. And, and I felt bad for him. Because he's manipulated, you know. At that age, you're still going to be manipulated, and so uh, anyway. Uh, but then, of course, when he's out of there, or when he's, they had to pitch him before, or maybe he couldn't. Pitch, I don't know. Anyway, he did not pitch against the Popka in the U.S. Championship game, and, and so that's why Popka won, because there wasn't a 14-year-old pitching against 11 and 12-year-olds. Well, um. But time to wrap things up. I will say one more thing about the uh, the Popka Little League team. And as you talked about uh, coming once they got got back home at the airport, having the bus take them to the big celebration over there at Kitland Nelson Park, and just a massive number. That was the most people I'd ever seen, certainly in a Popka at one time. And um, it was just. Uh, and you said they were just kind of kind of a manic atmosphere. Well. You know, you and I are old enough to remember the Beatles when they came to America and the Beatlemania. It was a similar kind of phenomenon that day because I remember they were a little bit late and um, people were like, well, where are, they, where are they getting here? Where are they getting here? And, and then somebody goes, there they are. And, 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 every, and, and you could see the bus coming down the road and everybody in the park went running as fast as they could over to the bus. When they pulled up, I mean, you know, fifty-year-old men are sprinting over, over Here, to, to I, the bus. I got to tell a little story. My my younger brother's father-in-law. I saw him there, and I'm like, he was like trying to help, you know, direct things. And I, and so when the kid, when the little league players got there, he's trying to help make room for him to get up to the gazebo area. And I'm like, what's that? Who's he working with? Whatever. I asked my brother later that week. I said, well, what was? What was your father-in-law doing there? Just, I mean, he was—he was trying to make sure the kids got an opening. He said, "Oh, he just was there. He had no official capacity <laughs> there. He was just there to, because, and and I mean, just because of that. And and, and you know, like I say, I, that's where I learned the power of TV and and the power of community here in Apopka, though, uh, which I, we've always known about. But uh, it just—it just helped build it in, in that much more. That—that that was one of the great great things to cover and one more thing about that team and the, the innocence of the guys one thing i had a chance to as the bus was rolling up you know get a glimpse of their faces and, and they I, I saw every kid was looking out his mouth was wide open and they're like what are all the, what are all these people doing here i mean they were so unaffected right <laughs> they were their innocence was just was, was was really you know one more thing that was very enduring about those guys they had no idea what was going on or, or why yeah yeah it was it was just they were just playing ball, you know. And and the one thing that I heard a lot up in Williamsport was that a lot of times these kids, yeah, they lose a the game, they want to win, but at 11 and 12, you know, 30 minutes later, they may be doing that slide down the down the hill at, at, at Williamsport that a lot of people do and, and kids do and whatnot. And it just, it, it was certainly a a once in a lifetime kind of thing, you know. Well, John, it's been great to have you join us and your view. Uh, for, for, you know, it's, it's just a scratch the surface, but talking about some of the highlights and some of your great memories as editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. And, you know, of course, we uh, look forward to seeing you at least at, at, at the football games as you uh, are attending now as, as, a, as a civilian. Yeah, Roger, I, I'm, look, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm breathing and mobile, I'll, I'll be there and that type of thing. But, you know, I might dodge the the lightning bolts of early season thunderstorms from my car versus from the, the sidelines or something. So we'll have a, enjoy your retirement. We'll look forward to seeing you around town and at the football games and baseball games. And thank you for joining us here for on Blue Dart Sports Central to share a little bit about it. Well, thank you, Roger. I do appreciate you, you, uh, doing this and, and let me just ramble a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of, as you said, a lot of, a lot of stuff up there and in the brain and, and, you know, tried to think of a few things to say and, and I sin- sincerely appreciate you allowing us. Well, friends, we're signing off from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka for Joe Ferraro, John Perry, and Carol Hendricks is here joining us. Stay tuned for Charlie Kirk, and have a great night. AM 950, FM 94.9, Florida's stronger conservative voice. The answer. W-O-R-L. Orlando. 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 News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. 
a victory for a former television personality in the GOP Senate race in Pennsylvania. Dr. Mehmet Oz has won the Republican primary to replace retiring Senator Pat Toomey after Oz's main opponent, hedge fund CEO David McCormick, conceded the race today. In a last-ditch bid to close a roughly 900-vote gap with Oz, McCormick pressed for mail-in ballots that were sent in without a date to be counted. Failing that, he conceded. Oz- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.